Yo, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the local podcast. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Greensburg Video. That's my video and photography company located right here on Main Street in Greensburg. If you and your company are up for some fresh ideas and some engaging content, look no further than Greensburg Video. You can check out my work at gbgvideo.net or greensburgvideo.com. My portfolio is growing daily, so you can check that out. Shoot me a message, and we'll figure out a strategy for you. Speaking of advertising, you can do that for your business right here on The Local Podcast. If you're interested in that, hit me up at thelocal724.com. All right. Today on the podcast, we have young and local music sensation, Jossian Blaze. Welcome to the local seven two four podcast in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the local podcast. I'm your host Jordan Hauser. Today we have Jossian Blaze. He is the musical genius here in Greensburg. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. So uh, you put out a song not too long ago, um, "Most High." It's uh, it's it's like taking over. I, I hear it everywhere. My wife was playing it. I was coming down the steps. I went to go grab some food at a restaurant. Somebody in there was playing it. Uh, we have a mutual friend that's been sharing it around and, uh, man, it's just been growing ever since I see you everywhere. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's it's, great. Yeah. It's very awesome. Can you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like how old are you right now? Uh, I actually just turned 19 January 10th. Nice, man. That's awesome. Um, so why don't you tell us, you know, a little bit about how you got into music? What are your beginnings? Where did you grow up? All of that. All right. Um, so I grew up in Westmoreland County. Uh, I was born here and, um, the music kind of didn't come along until I would say I was like 12 or 13 years old. I was, I have two older brothers, Anthony and Josh, who are, you know, they're like 14 years older than me. So they were always into like sports, like football and wrestling. And, um, I went to school for, uh, for Greensburg Salem for a little bit in middle school. And, um, I would say the music thing started happening. I, uh, I found out that my, my grandfather from my, uh, father's side, he, he lived in Puerto Rico and, uh, he lived in Yabacoa and I found out that he was a guitar player and, I don't know what happened, but I think I was just getting kind of tired of the whole, like, I love, I love sports. I love wrestling and football. I was pretty good at them, but like, I wanted something different, something that I could try to make into my own. Mm -hmm. And when I found out that he was a guitar player, I was like, Hey mom, can I get a guitar? You know, I want to try this. And she was iffy about it at first because like, I was always saying like, I don't want to play sports anymore. So she thought like, uh, if I get you a nice guitar, you might not even like play it or you might quit. Like you want to do a sport. So I was like, right. No, I'm, I'm being for real. I'm being for all. I want to try it out. And then, um, I got my first guitar on Christmas. It was a, uh, Esteban classical guitar. And being 12 years old, you know, I wasn't like, I had stubby, small fingers and the, the <laughs> classical neck was so thick. I, I was like, I can't play this thing, but you know, I gave it a shot and it stuck to me ever since it just, it really just blended in with just, it was a hobby at first. I would say it was something yeah. that I didn't think of would be as legit as it is now. And then I just started practicing more. And then I started, you know, playing like cover songs and, 
And then I was like, you know, I want to start writing my own music. So I, I think that was the start of it. I just, I just wanted to have that like build up and just try to see what I could do with it. Yeah. Do you think that starting with that classical guitar, cause like that, that neck is just so thick. Do you think that starting with that really kind of like lended itself to helping you out in the future? Like when you got to play like electric or something like that in a smaller well, neck? That's, that's what's funny when, you know, cause when I was like 12, uh, we went to get local, uh, guitar lessons at Vitones, you know, mm-hmm. by Walmart. Yeah. And, uh, the guy, he was like the guy that was teaching me, I don't know if he still works or not, but he was like, you know, he can't play this guitar. Like it's too big for him. My mom, you know, I love my mom to death. She was like, you know what? Like, no, he's going to learn on it the hard way and he's going to get it. <laughs> and honestly, man, she was right. She yeah. was right. Cause everybody says like, you want to start on an electric cause it's easier, but she didn't think that she was like, you know, he has to learn the hard way, which pretty much was in my favor after. So I'm glad that we stuck with it. (laughs) Dude, that's awesome, man. I love that. It kind of seems like, you know, re, you know, just going through the points and stuff that you and I have talked about, like it, it seems like that's kind of like that runs in your family. You've got, uh, you're like real, uh, attached to, you know, getting goals, getting goals done and things like that. So like, I mean, you're 19 years old and you're putting out like, amazing music so i mean that's pretty obvious yeah man um i don't know it's just my mom i i would like to say i get some of the creativity from her because you know before she had children she was an amazing dancer and you know she lived out in periopolis she was you know in that small school in fraser and she was an incredible dancer and um i think that's where i get my creative side from or most of it at least and you know, when she found out and when she saw that I started working hard at it and when I told her like, Hey, you know, this is a dream that I want to pursue. She, she stuck with it because she saw herself when she, like when I was growing up wanting to be into something creative. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, like there's definitely, uh, like I have two stepkids and, and there's one that's like very, very creative. And Mm -hmm. then we have our, our sports nut, you know, he's like baseball, football. He's a bruiser, man. Like he's crazy. He tries to tackle people in basketball. (laughs) (laughs) um, But it's just like, you know, it's, I love having like, you know, the two different avenues because I love sports, but I'm creative, you know, and you can be an athletic creative, but you know, it just, it really gives you options and, and a place to like kind of work out, any kind of like frustrations or like anything like that. It's, it's a good thing to have a good grasp on both. I think. Oh, absolutely. Like that's, that's what it was kind of like with sports because when I look back at it now, I feel like the main reason I joined like football and wrestling was because, you know, I always felt like that, like outside of the box kid, like it was, I was really shy. So it was kind of hard for me to, make friends. So I thought of it as, you know, if I joined sports like my brothers did and I got good at them, I could, uh, make new friends or, you know, get relationships and, you know, just get to know people. And, but like once, once I found out, like, you know, that I, I wanted to do music, it also felt like a Zen, like you said, like it, it's a place where you can go to, to relieve stresses or anxieties or, you know, whatever you're going through, just putting it out on paper or on your instrument. Yeah. I think it's music is such a, such an important process. And I think that like, you know, kids in school, things like that. I mean, I mean, I've heard of 
things in the education system of them trying to, you know, defund music programs and things like that. And that's like insane to me because like, I think that art and music, they just go so hand in hand together and it really kind of molds a a kid's mind into knowing that just because you're not, you know, uh, a master at trigonometry or something like that. Yeah. There are other things that you can do and your mind just works a little bit different. Right. And I I absolutely agree with that because, you know, I mean, there's so many skeptics on things and I never really get too political with a lot of stuff, but, you know, it seems like every day life is changing of some sort. And, you know, I kept thinking like, you know, high school has probably felt the same throughout the years. And, you know, you have these kids who are, you know, like myself, you know, I, you can ask all my teachers, I tried my best you know, I did my best with, you know, doing either math or science, this of that nature. But like when I was in the piano room or a chorus or, you know, even practicing guitar, you could tell there was a different, different set. And I feel like a lot of kids can explore their creative sides and even let go just on those certain amounts of time while you're in school. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it really can help people because, you know, they find out that they're really interested in something or really good at something like maybe art or piano or even singing, they can try and step that up as a career factor or maybe go to school for something of that nature. Yeah. I, it's really cool. I mean, I just given the different avenues and things that kids have, especially today, I mean, like, um, I, I, I agree with you. I think that school is probably the same, no matter when you went to school, it's, it's, you're cracking books and you're just kind of like, I mean, there's some new technology and things, but mm-hmm. it all seems more like history lesson than it is like right. current, anything current. Like I see kids all the time saying like, man, I wish I knew how to do this. You know, when I was in school, yeah. I wish somebody taught me how to do this. So it's cool. I think that, you know, the arts and, and music and things like that are really kind of, I think art probably and like photography and video, those kinds of classes there, I think are really advancing the technology in schools. Um, right. Of course, classroom work. I mean, you've got like whiteboards and smart boards and all that stuff. Now yeah. when I went to school, it was chalk. It was chalk yeah. and blackboards. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, I mean, there's technology all through schools, but I think that the arts really hinge on the latest technologies, which is, is good for kids to learn. Yeah. And like, I mean, I've always looked at school, like I was never really like, I was, I'll be the first to say I was never too fond of school. Like, you know, like, I don't think, yeah, I don't think kids really, you know, wake up and be like, Oh, can't wait to do math unless they're going for something of that nature, if they like it, you know, but like, I just, I just feel like that schools kind of just teach kids how to select a certain route, like an only one route where, you know, it's like you study this, you go to college, you get your career. And I feel like that is so blunt. And it's just, I feel like there's one, there's arts that are involved. And when you're doing stuff that you like, that's involved with school, I feel like that gives kids like a, okay, like maybe I could try this out or maybe I could figure out a way to do something. And that's, that's just always been my perspective with things. Cause I saw, I saw a lot of kids that I went to high school with, like I went to Hemfield 
And I graduated from there. And I, and I remember seeing these kids who were like, you know, my parents want me to do this and my teachers think I should do this and I want to do this. But, you know, there's like people were saying that, you know, there might not be money involved. Like I knew this one girl, she was an incredible artist, man. She, she made pictures pop like unbelievable. And she told me, she was like, you know, I want to turn this into a career, not just a hobby because everybody says I'm really good at it, but people are telling me to do something else. And not everybody's going to have your mind state, you know, not everybody's going to be like, Hey, you know, just full send it, like, just try it out do this and that. Cause I get it. Cause you know, people tell me have a fallback, make sure, you know, you play it safe. But I always think of it as like, you know, for music, for me, it's like, it was like a medicine for me when I was going through the rough times, I always resorted to music and it made me happy. So I always thought of it as like, you know, just do what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Like in the end, like I, I always tell my friends, you know, I take this YOLO thing kind of seriously. Cause like, as far as we know, that's all we got. So like, Great, yeah. So like, if you want to do something or you're going to try to do something, just put your best effort into it. The worst that can happen is it doesn't work out. But like, I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of teachers should, you know, tell these kids that who are actually working really hard with whatever they want to do, if that's creativeness or even, you know, in the classroom on a desk, like just try your best and put your full effort into it. And you never know what could happen. Yeah, dude, at 19 years old, man, you've got that entrepreneurial (laughs) mindset. And it's, it's so amazing to see because like, man, when I was like 19, all through my twenties and into early, early thirties, I was like, dude, I just wanted to party with my friends and like yeah. <laughs> drink and, and do all kinds of do, uh, goofy things. But I mean, the fact that you understand how important all of these things are, dude, sky's the limit, man. I mean, that's a hundred percent. I like, I grew up around adults a lot. Like I said, my mm-hmm. brothers were older and you know, I yeah. had a mom who was always putting some sort of wisdom in my head with things. And I'll be the first to say, I do not have everything figured out, but like, you know, I had to grow up. I feel like sooner than other of my peers, just because Mm -hmm. of circumstances, but it, those struggles and those things, I, uh, those obstacles I went through, I feel like, you know, a lot of that can make your mentality strengthen and can make you realize like, you know, this is your life. This is something that you need to take refuge of. And Mm -hmm. if music you want to do, then work a hard at it, you know, find your connections and go out there and try to do it. And I feel like that's, that's really all it takes, you know? So, I mean, I was not always like that. I was always a big dreamer kid, but like (laughs) it didn't get as serious as I thought it would. Once I started hitting like 16, 17, I was like, okay, this is it. Yeah. So, dude, that's good, man. That's a good path to be on so early in life. With you, um, you and your family, I mean, like, were you guys always around here or did you guys move around at all? Or, um, so my mom and I, we, I left Greensburg, Salem around seventh grade. I, I think it was seventh grade. And, um, you know, we always lived in the area of Greensburg and my mom wanted to relocate and she wanted to move down to uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I, I was excited about it because, you know, middle school, it was so new. And, you know, you have all those kids coming from different schools at once. It was really like, it gave me anxiety because like, I didn't know who to hang with, where to go. And like, I always felt like I was just in my own bubble. So when I found out like we were having that fresh start, 
I was like, okay, this, this is something exciting. This is something new. So we moved down to Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I pretty much spent the summer down there, you know, just playing music until school started and just hanging out at home or trying to like maybe do some sports or meet new friends and stuff, but it's definitely a different place. You know, this, the Southern hospitality thing, that's real. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. really real. It, it absolutely is. But I mean, I liked it a lot, but yeah, we relocated, I think it was 2013 or 14. Went to North Carolina in 2013 or 14. I believe so. Yeah. 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 That's really neat. I'm like, have you, have you like played with other musicians like down in North Carolina? Did you have like a, like a, well, somebody you jammed with or garage band or anything like that? No, it was like, it, it was weird because like, I finally started to like realize like when I was growing up around Greensburg, my mom, she was like, she was always into like the eighties rock and roll, like the, the legends, the greats. And then you had my older brothers who were scaring the hell out of me with their metal music growing up and their punk rock and alternative stuff. And it all mixed in together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, let me tell you, I, I listen to, I listen to metal like crazy now. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Dude, it's awesome, man. <laughs> but like when when I was doing that, um, I don't know if you know the guy's his name's Chris Higby. He's a I think he's a local artist. He's a country singer. And I remember my mom and I saw him down at Seven Springs. I was like seven or eight, and my mom went to go to his next show in Hemfield Park. And she saw him like in the back of the stage that they were set up. And she said, Jossie and go tell him you want to sing a song with him on stage. And me being seven or eight, I was like, are you, are you crazy? Like, no, I don't want to do that. And she, and she forced me to, and I was like, Mr. Higby, can I play one of your songs on stage with you? And he said, yeah, man, you can do that. So it was a full packed night at Hemfield Park. Crazy. And I'm pretty much just, sitting there watching him play, just wondering when that song's going to come on. And I think it was called fiddles rock. Cause he played the fiddle. He was a crazy fiddle player and it was the last song he played. And then all of a sudden he said, all right, little man, come up here. So here's my seven year old, just sprinting down the, uh, the trail <laughs> and getting on the stage and singing it. And it, th that feeling you get, like it was stage fright, but it felt so exhilarating when it was done, I looked at my mom. I was like, this is awesome. Like, I want to always do this, you know? Yeah. But like, I would play around, like I played with them twice. I played with them at Hemfield park and I played with them at seven Springs, just, you know, just singing that one song. But, um, I didn't, I didn't start getting into, uh, you know, making music or like, you know, singing with other people until I came back from North Carolina, like down yeah. there, it was, it was, it's a, it was a whole, it was like a whole completely different world. Like I was still doing sports and stuff and I, it was more of a hobby, just playing guitar. Mm -hmm. but like I would, I would play guitar for the course that was there. I went to Grace Creek. It was called Grace Creek school. And, um, you know, I would, I would play like some songs and stuff, but everybody knew that I was, I liked music, but I never really fully got into like, you know, jamming with people until I came, came back. Yeah. Like how does, so you're like, you know, you just kind of starting, you're playing your guitar and stuff. You have years of that. When does it like get into the point where like, you know, you're writing your own stuff, but then like you're getting into 
maybe like recording yourself, things like that. Like how does, how does someone so young understand like how to record themselves? Like how do you start? Actually, I didn't start recording. I I actually went to a local, um, uh, what's it called? A local recording studio. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, you know, his name, his name's Daniel Blake. And, uh, he, he's out in armburst, like behind South Greensburg. And is that the first time you ever recorded anything? Uh, yeah, I, I forget when, but I was 16 or 17 when I got a connection with him and he actually went to the old church that I went to. He's a past, he was a pastor's son and he would play like music for the church. And I found out that he did his own studio and stuff. And at first I was iffy about it because I didn't know him that well. I didn't know what he could do. Yeah. But then I went there, I felt super comfortable. He was super nice and cool. And I was 16 or 17. I was like, I want to record like an EP, like, you know, six or seven songs. And um, he was like, yeah, man, we can do that. So we would like, we started getting into that, but I would say before, before all that happened, the songwriting came along when I lived in Fayetteville Mm -hmm. Um, because I wasn't too into the new music scene. Like I was kind of just listening to the old stuff, but um, I found out that there was a local rapper there who lived in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and everybody knows him. His name is Jay Cole. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He lived there. He lived by Fort Bragg the 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 base down there and they're like listen to this album it's called 2014 forest hills drive and he's from it's about fayetteville and i was like no way and i found out like you know he signed a rock nation with jay-z and i listened to the album and it was like it was like he was speaking to me directly because like i had this i had that desire and that fire in me to want to be you know up top and, you know, make music and tour and all of that. And I kept listening to it and I just fully got inspired by what he was saying. And I actually went to the extent of visiting that address to the house you grew up in. Oh, no way. That's awesome. I, yeah, man. I went there and like that even sparked more inspiration. And then I started thinking like I, I should start writing and my first, my first song was actually a rap song because it's mostly rap down there. And then I was looking at it and I was like, uh, I don't think, I don't think I'm a rapper and I I don't think that's, that's how it should go. But I just, I kept practicing and practicing over the couple of months. And then when we moved back up here, I had the opportunity to go to Berkeley and, um, Berkeley college of music's in Boston. That's incredible. um, And it, it was hella expensive, but you know, it was a one week guitar program and I got to practice songwriting. I got to, you know, make songs with people and got to understand the fundamentals of it. And, um, it just, it kind of just came natural after that. Like, as soon as I learned some of the fundamental things about it, I I was more of a visual storytelling type of songwriter. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would just, you know, try to connect what my mind or memories thought of and try to put that together in a rhyming scheme while playing guitar. And ever since then, that's when the recording started happening. And, you know, I was kind of going through like a breakup. And so I would write about that or I'd write about, you know, stories or situations. And then I just, recorded it down. And then we got that, we got that settled in and it actually, it did pretty good. It did pretty good. That's was, awesome. I, was, I was pretty proud of it for my first time. Yeah. Thinking about like all of the things that you guys, I mean, like your age group has access to 
at such a young age now, like the internet, YouTube, yeah. uh, you know, Instagram, things like that. TikTok now, she's a oh man. Yeah. Like, TikTok so, is just like insane, uh, but it's just like, you know, just the way that you guys have like, you know, so many avenues that you could take to get your stuff out there. I mean, like, did you really start to kind of like think about once you had those songs recorded, like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to use everything I have at my disposal right now to just get my stuff out there. Yeah, man. It, it was like, it was, it was pretty hard. It was pretty weird at first. I was getting so into it and so new, but like, Mm -hmm. I turned my personal profile into like the music profile. Yeah. And I went to the extent of like selling CDs that were like for six bucks around school in the bathrooms, you know, like <laughs> I, was just, I was trying my best just to, to figure out what to do. And like I, I did, I used my platforms and uh, you know, it got around locally and then I found out like, you know, you could, you know, somehow promote your stuff on Instagram or on Facebook and, you know, it can like set your posts out to different places that you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, that got my music to go wider and to expand more, but like it, it, it started to come together pretty, pretty quickly. Like people started like asking me like, Hey, do you want to play here? Do you want to do some gigs? And that's when I started getting into gigging and, you know, I had to learn like a three hour set by heart and that was crazy. But like, I don't know, it was, um, it was pretty, it was pretty exciting, but like, yeah, I had to, I had to use my Instagram and stuff, but even with YouTube, like YouTube still such a big tool, but like, that's even, that's also another thing. Like I would, I would talk to my friends about because, you know, just because you you're into music, you don't necessarily have to go to school for it if you don't want to. Because, you know, you, like you said, you have YouTube, you have online resources, you have books, and it's not necessarily a profession where you, okay, I'm going to get here as soon as I graduate. Like it's, it's right. more of like finding that feel or that connection where people can hear it and then something can take off from that. But I mean, I look at it as like, you can use your resources that you have now, but you can also go to school for these things and try to learn the ins and outs of it so you can better yourself. Right. Like that's, that's kind of how my mind is w- with it. So like, all I know is that if you're like dropping a new song or you're working on something and you want to, you know, make some type of video or post about it, that, that really can get, you know, your audience to be like, Oh, okay. This is something interesting that's happening. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the, like the education part I think is, is pretty important, uh, especially with music, you know, you've got like, take a guy like John Mayer, for instance, you know, he, is obviously was talented before he went to school, but he went to school for music theory and stuff like that. And, you know, now the, the guy is revered as one of the most, one of the best guitar players in the world. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And, you know, he's such a young guy too. Um, or at least he was, you know, whenever he, he started, (laughs) you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it's just, it's wild to, to see all the different resources that you guys have available to you. It's, it's really awesome. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's so cool to think that like, you know, back in the day, like, I don't know if you've seen like any of the old movies or anything about like, um, maybe that thing you do or something like a, an old movie about like a band or something that like made it big. They always waited for their, their, 
song to like hit the radio and then it was like whoa yeah like everything's awesome but like now it's just like i said at the beginning of this i was walking down the steps uh you know at our house and i heard you playing in our living room and i'm like (laughs) who's this what is this like it was just a snowball effect within the next three days um but yeah, dude, totally awesome, man. And congrats for like taking, taking full advantage of all the things that are available to you. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And what about like, I heard that you've, uh, you won some like, um, talent show, like competitions and stuff while you were in school for your music. Yeah. Um, so I, I forget when, I think it was like 10th grade when I went to Hemfield and then people started to know like, Oh, he sings and he plays guitar and stuff. And and then, um, you know, I would try out for the talent shows and stuff. And I'll bet the girls hated that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But it's like, it was, it was, it was a weird thing. Cause like not too many people knew me, like, yeah. like people just like saw me that new kid, like, who is it? And right. once they found out that I liked music, they're like, Oh, okay. But you know, I, I, I went to the talent shows and, uh, and I, I think it was 11th grade year. I, um, I sang an original song, which was on my EP. It was called journey. And, um, it got me like, I think I was, it got me second place into it. And, you know, a lot of people started liking it and listening to it. And then, um, my senior year, I, I got, it was like a first and second place with my good friend, Samuel Opplinger. He's a magician and he's, he's super incredible. I don't know how he does it, but, we, uh, I sang an original song and I was starting to learn piano. So I played the piano with the original song and, you know, it was, it was just cool to have people who, like support. Like I didn't, I had that from my family, but it's, it feels good when you have like your peers and people around you locally to be like, Hey, you yeah. know, you know what you're doing. But, um, my, my principal, um, she called me down to the office one day. And she didn't tell me why. So I was like, oh, crap, what the what the hell did Jossian do? You know, <laughs> and, uh, so I was I went down there and she said, Jossian. Um, so I got this letter today and it was um, it's from the American Theater Songwriting Wing. And I was like, I've never heard of that. What is it? And she says, so what this is, is that there's there's this competition where you know, the American theater is sending out letters to high schools across the nation for, you know, talented musicians or songwriters of that who want to participate. And she says, do you want to try it out? And I said, yeah, I mean, I'd love to. And, um, you know, I, I searched up on the website, I figured out what was going on and they told me, like, they asked me what was the song about, what song are you doing? And I submitted it. And, um, a couple months later they, they said, okay, so your song made review and you're going to the next level. And I said, Oh, well, this is sweet. Well, later on, I found out that if your song got top 10, uh, it would be performed on Broadway by, you know, professional singers in New York city. <laughs> Holy crap. That's, that's when I was like, okay, let me go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. you know, like Holy, Holy crap. crap. So, um, I was like, all right, this, this is sweet. You know, this is, this is awesome. And for the longest, I didn't hear back from him. So I was like, okay, you know, this might not be happening. This, this is, you know, I probably made like top 60 or something, but, uh, during the summer they emailed me back and they said, unfortunately, your song did not make top 10, but your song made top 40. And, um, 
we're going to give you and a bunch of other songwriters honorable mentions and tell the, like people your location and stuff. And I, I didn't realize that it was top 40 in the country, like across, across the high schools, you know, across the country. So I was like, Oh, so this is actually like, I'm like top. I think I placed like 33rd. Wow. I was like 33rd person. I was like, this is insane. So like it, that's when I started to realize my camera went down. I'm still here. <laughs> all right. Just me. Yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, that's when I started like to realize like, you know, I, I would always get down on myself with, you know, making music or wondering if, you know, I'm capable enough because, you mm -hmm. know, I've so many others who felt like they got it figured out. And I, I would just, I would always be in the slums with things. But once I started to see that people started to realize like, this is actually good stuff. Then I started to work hard more at it. And I started to realize that I, I can actually do this, you know? So it was, it was definitely a really, it was a really good feeling. Like it, mm -hmm. I felt about it and that's why I just kept going. And that's just why I just want to keep making yeah. the music. Dude, it's awesome. I mean, like, you know, when you finally get to the point where you understand, like you quit beating yourself up about stuff and realize that that's part of the creative process. Like, yeah. You, and that, and that, like what you're doing to yourself, that is part of the creative process as well is like shitting all over yourself and saying yeah. like, no, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. And then finally getting to a point where you know that people enjoy what you do and then you're comfortable with yourself. And that, that really does help you take risks. It helps you Absolutely. progress and grow forward and things like that. I mean, it's, it's a very important step to hit. And like I said, you being so young and hitting that is it's awesome because I mean, you're going to be able to do whatever you want right. and have the confidence to do it. Yeah. It was just like, it, I always thought that like, you know, I didn't, I never understood why a lot of, you know, certain situations or obstacles would come, but like, you know, like when it made you get that mind state, it just, it really just plays a good effect on you. Cause like, I, I'm, I'm very humble about my stuff. Like I always, I obviously know that I have tons more to work on. Like I know that I have to keep pushing forward to become the best I can be. And, you know, a lot of so many local artists around here, like my, my good friend, Noah Myers, he was uh, in the band Caliber and his friends, like, you know, they give me inspiration to want to learn guitar more and want to, uh, you know, play with a band or, you know, get insight on music business or music theory. And I, I just realized that like, you know, you can, you can really put yourself down as a motivation, but like, don't always put yourself down where you're going to be completely in the gutter because it's just going to make you tumble and it's going to make you fall. Yeah. So you have to, you have to sometimes say, okay, I know I can do better. Like, I know this isn't like, this is good, but I know I can do better. And that just really just makes a person push forward. But when I started to realize that people started listening to my stuff and started liking it and told me it was good, I, I, I realized what, why I started making music in the first place, because, you know, when I was going through those hard issues and hard times, music to me was like medicine. It was like something that I could always go to that would just let the reality go away. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted to do with my music. I wanted to tell stories and I wanted to relate to people. And when people are going through certain obstacles or situations or, you know, fighting something, they can just, 
put on some song that they can relate to and be like, you know what, there's hope or it's okay. Or, you know what, this, I can get through this. And that's what my new song most high was actually about. Like I never told anybody about that, but when I was making most high, it was that the title most high relates to being at your, you being at your best self, like your euphoria. Mm -hmm. And that's after kind of accomplishing or getting through obstacles, or maybe that's depression or anxiety or something of that, like self doubt. It's, it's about just like, okay, now I, like, I feel good. I got through this. I'm at my most high, like that's, that's the euphoria. So that's, that's what the song's actually about. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, just like transcending all those bad things and, you know, really coming out on top. It's just, uh, I think that's, you know, a pretty common story for, for creatives, people who, you know, make it in the music industry or the arts or something like that. You know, it's, it always kind of seems like, you know, they're in their childhood or teenage years or something like that. They just really kind of, you know, didn't fit in somewhere or something like that. And, and that was their outlet. That's what they did. And, and, you know, you don't realize that that those types of feelings actually force you to get very good at something. And then later in life, you have to then get good at accepting all these people that now want to be around you because, you know, you have such a talent and, and plus a magnetic personality and things like that. So. Yeah. Cause like, you know, you're like, like with these artists, you hear about all these famous artists, how they've, they went through some sort of obstacle either. If that's like, you know, they were lonely or they didn't have friends or whatever they were going through. And it's like, all that's all that comes to them where everybody starts liking them. And it's like, hold, wait, wait a minute. Like I'm not used to this feeling, you know? Yeah. Like I'm used to like people just looking at me and turning away or just like, not like coming up to me. And, and like, it, it, it was kind of weird when people like in school would be like, Hey man, like you don't know me, but I like your music. Like you're really good. Like I didn't know how to take it. Because yeah. I was like, is he joking or like, is he being real or like what, like what's going on? But like, yeah. it, it was, it wasn't normal, but like, I started to realize like, wow, this is, this is awesome. This is really cool. Yeah. That's really neat, man. Like how did, um, how did COVID affect what you, oh. what you had going on? Man. Ah, uh, once COVID hit, it was it was kind of like a big blur. Cause you know, I was so used to, I was so used to gigging. Like mm-hmm. I would gig down at local restaurants in downtown Greensburg or, you know, go like I would play for the arts museum a lot. And once COVID hit, like everything just shut down. And that took like a really big toll on me. Cause I was so used to doing these things and it was so fun. And now I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Thankfully I have a job, you know, like I have a job that I go to right down the road that kept me busy. But other than that, I would be like, well, since I'm out of school and since I'm not gigging anymore, I might as well just after work, either, you know, work on myself and make some music or, you know, make songwriting or do something of that nature, just study music business. So I felt like it was good and bad because like, I, I lacked motivation a lot because I wasn't on that routine. Right. So there would be times where I'd get home from work exhausted and be like, I don't want to do anything today. And then there was times where like, okay, maybe this isn't, this is a time where I can better myself. So I would, you know, pick up a guitar or, you know, practice songwriting or read something. And then I'd be okay with that, where that I could just get something into my mind. 
Yeah. So it was, it, it was definitely weird. It was, it was definitely a struggle, but I mean, I feel like it, it, it can better people. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, you're just, you're just trapped in your house pretty much yeah. and like, you can't go out anywhere. So it's like, you know, I, take advantage of that. You know, if you, if you want to work on something or you have an idea, no matter what it is, maybe that, that can be time to fulfill it, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I'm all about like, you know, get out there and like, now's the time, like now's the time to explore. And, you know, I keep telling all my friends, like how, how cool is it that, you know, now we have this time to pick up an old hobby or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just play around with it. You know, you never thought like you'd be jamming on your guitar again in, in your thirties being like, (laughs) you know what, I'm going to plug this into the guitar or into the computer and then I'm going to lay a bass track behind that. And then this and that, and it's like, Whoa, wait a minute. All this technology, like this is awesome. Like it's fun to use for things that uh, you didn't think you'd be doing at this age. But um, so what, what do you see as the future of, of your music? What's, what's the, what's your goals? Um, Oh, I've, I've, I think about that one a lot. I just never know which way to go with it. But, um, I, I think right now I'm just learning. I kind of stopped looking at the end goal. Mm-hmm. I felt like the end goal is, I feel like it's there and I feel like it, it, it can happen, but I feel like I need to enjoy the moment and enjoy the creativity and the, the rising of it. But I mean, I have that dream of, you know, hopefully making it successful where I can tour around and, you know, get, get my name out there and have my music played in a lot of places. But right now I just, I'm, my goals are just to keep creating music and just to give people that experience, even if it's for two or three minutes, just by listening. And, um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of education involved. Uh, I've been looking at a lot of colleges cause I, I do want to, I do think that college can help me out mm-hmm. with either making some connections with people that can point me in the right direction and even teaching me how to do something better with music. And, um, I just, I feel like, I feel like things are hopefully going to turn out okay, but, uh, it's just all about just keep pushing forward, you know, just yeah. keep moving and, keep just inspiring other people and just do what you love. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, that that end goal does happen, but right now I'm just going to enjoy it and I'm just going to live it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, like, do you plan on, you know, staying local for a while longer and just kind of like, you know, working on music and doing your thing, looking for colleges Yeah. I had a, um, my buddy, no Myers, he, he recently just, he's getting a place with a bunch of his band buddies and, uh, who are into music and they're moving out towards Pittsburgh area. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about like renovating the whole place into like a studio for local artists where people could like venue at stuff. And, and he, he told me like, Hey man, if, if you ever decide to like, wherever you're going to go, if you want to stick around, you know, you can always come here with us and, and that that's definitely a, an awesome option that I would definitely do. But, um, but right now I'm just kind of just taking it steady, trying to see what, what's going to happen. I, I wanted to go down to Nashville yeah, down to Tennessee because that's like big in music, but I, I've always also liked New York. New York city was my favorite like city. I love that place, <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just going to depend on, you know, what's going to happen. But for now, I'm just going to stay locally, save my money up. Um, I plan on making an album 
um, before I leave, I feel like I think I'm going to leave in the fall and, um, I'm going to try to get that out, get some CDs out there and, you know, promote it and stuff and see where that takes me. But I don't know. I'm just gonna, I'm just kind of on that steady pace. Just see what, what goes through. That's good, man. That's a great plan. I think it's a, I think it's a smart plan. Um, you know, I've heard stories. I've been friends with a ton of musicians throughout my life. And, you know, you just hear different stories of people, you know, packing up, going out to LA or packing up and moving to Nashville or, you know, Florida or something like that. And really just, you know, getting down there and hitting a wall because there's so much competition there. Right. Um, so I think that your plan to kind of stay here and, and build up a good amount of, you know, contacts and savings and mm-hmm. music, things like that. I mean, just build up everything you can and then, then let her rip whenever you feel like you're ready. I think it's a yeah, great man. idea. Absolutely. Where can people find your music at? Um, my music is available on YouTube under my name, Jossie and blaze. And I'm also on Apple music and Spotify. Nice. Yeah. I think, uh, it's very cool. Do you have, um, how many, when do you plan on doing your, uh, releasing your EP? Like, have you guys, you and Daniel Blake, you said that you wanted to do like an EP and stuff. Did you guys have all of those songs like recorded and are they out? So, well, it's, uh, we were thinking about the EP idea at first, like Mm -hmm. when, when we released my first like little EP project when I was in high school, like we decided to make it six songs, but Mm -hmm. I I wanted to do like, let's make some more songs on here. So people can like, you know, just listen to whatever, whatever comes to mind. And, um, I got the idea of, of the, uh, I could, I should say the album. Um, it's, it's called drama on cold street. That's going to be the name of it. And, um, I plan on releasing it like hopefully by summer, maybe by this fall before I decide to, you know, head out. And, um, I'm just, I'm just gonna, we we're currently in the works of making, making songs. Like we have, uh, we have a few songs that are already finished and there's probably going to be like 11 or 12 songs on there. Nice. And, um, after that, we're just going to set it out to release and just, you know, have people listen to it and hopefully, you know, something good happens towards it. Very good. Awesome, dude. Well, I appreciate you for coming on to the show and uh, spreading the word about your tunes and stuff, man. You're an interesting, interesting guy to talk to. Hey, thank sure. you. Thank you, man, it's, for having me. Absolutely, dude. It's inspirational, man. Like, I mean, it's, it's great to see someone like, you know, just going after what they want. Cause you know, a lot of people just, you know, they're, they're scared to do it. And there's just, uh, you know, the first thing I really went after was like my own business. And I didn't, I didn't do that until just a few years ago. And I wish I had that drive, you know, back uh, in my early twenties, but. Hey man, I mean, it's, I think of it as, you know, like I, I try to, switch my mind state with things. Cause like fear is like, I think the mind limits you, you know, mm-hmm. it's a patient thing. And, you know, sometimes you're being told that maybe you can't do this or you can't do that, or even telling yourself that, but man, it's like, you have to use that, that fear and that risk as some type of drive where you can look at yourself and be like, you know what, I can do it. I am capable enough. And if you believe in yourself 
and you work hard on your goals, man, I, I feel like that you can, you can do whatever you want and you can make anything possible. So, oh, yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully that that's what happens to, you know, to local people who may be stuck in this pandemic thinking like, how am I going to make money or what, what am I going to do? I, I hope that a lot of people can just be like, you know what, like it's time. So that's, yeah. that's, that's the goal. <laughs> right on dude. Well, don't forget the, uh, the local podcast when you're big and famous. You uh, never, like, hey, man, that guy right there. I was on <laughs> never, the podcast. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. You guys are awesome. awesome. All right, man. Stick around. All right. Thank you, man. All right. There he goes. Jossie and blaze. Make sure to get out there, search Jossie and blaze on the internet. Check him out on all the social media channels. I also have links down in the description, so make sure you guys check those out. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.